Hello, and welcome to the Fan Fiction Book Club podcast, a weekly podcast that explores the good, the bad, and the cringy of fan fiction. Hosted by me, SG, and my lovely co-host, Poppy. Hi. Ollie. Hello. And T-Stan. Hello. Every month, we scour the internet to bring you four different fanfic reads, and our theme this month is Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Check out our website at fanfictionbookclub.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fanfictionautos for the full lineup of stories for the month and to connect with us on the web. Guys. Hello. Guys. It is a new month. There is a new fandom that we are covering. Oh boy. And that fandom is Percy Jackson, the Olympians. What is your street cred? Go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go first. I panic watched both movies on uh, Disney Plus like the night after we chose our. Oh, after we picked it? Yeah, yeah. And I understood none of it. I mean, I got the basic premise and then I went onto the the, like archive of our own and Uh recognized no one. Like, I don't know who any of these people are. You yeah. know Percy, though. Yeah. Percy. The one yeah. kid. Percy. Yeah. To be fair, uh-huh. to be fair, I was super into these this series when I was, I don't know, was that like eighth grade or seventh grade or I something like we that? I we were like in, in middle school. Middle school or junior era. high-ish. Yeah. And I was going through these stories thinking I'd remember, like, it would all come back to me. And then they're saying names like Piper and Leo. And I was just like, I don't remember these characters. I feel like I never finished the series. I think I got into maybe the third book. I think when we were younger, there were only, like, three or four books. And then we grew out of it. Because I was looking up, there was a guy that kept coming up, Jason Grace. That was oh, Jason. <laughs> Jason. I think Jason Grace. I think that's his name. I'm sorry if I messed that up. I liked. Yeah. I remember I liked Annabeth in the series, but yeah, she yeah. was a really strong character. Yeah, but I I think like after we grew out of it, there was another offshoot of characters because then there was some big war or something, some god god war thing. Yeah, yeah. and then started bringing Romans into it, and I'm just yeah. I yeah. genuinely I I clicked on some stories and I was just like I don't. Who are these people? Uh, I don't know anything about Percy Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) So you never read it, but did you watch the movie, Poppy? I watched the first movie. So I know who Percy, Annabeth, and Grover are. And then I've seen quite a few Percy Jackson, like, cosplayers on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And so I've heard the names Will and Nico, but I don't know who they are. So... And then, so I'm like, I know who, mainly Percy and Annabeth. Those are the two people that I know. <laughs> they're the main ones. And they're the OGs. I think the Nico, Will, Jason crew came later. Yeah. If I'm remembering. And I was just slightly disappointed that in all the stories that I went through, and I think this one as well, there was no mention of Grover, which is like, no, he's the best right. character. We were talking Out about that. Grover yeah. is in this one, Barely. but he yes. doesn't do anything. He's yeah. he's oh, wait, just no, impersonated right. he by Percy in this specific right. story that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> right, Grover. But is... He's not a main character, <laughs> which no. I'm like, why? 
This is so great. And so for people yeah. who don't know, kind of the the general gist of the Percy Jackson series, I don't know how it's evolved since the first couple of books that I've read, but it started as this kid, Perseus Jackson. Um, Perseus Jackson. Who goes by Percy. Perseus. Is the son of Zeus, but he doesn't no. know it. No. no. And um, one day <laughs> he's like... Yeah. He's like summoned or SG. something. SG. What? Oh. Summon of Zeus. I keep mixing up Zeus and Poseidon. I don't know why. I should just stop Poseidon. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Percy's the, the son of Poseidon. We're going to mess this up the entire time. Yeah. You're just going to have to excuse us. <laughs> so Percy's the son of Poseidon and something happens. I don't remember what. But Poseidon claims him as his son making him a demigod and that's like half god half human and apparently for kids they have a summer camp that demigods go to <laughs> to learn how to be demigods so the story we are reading this week to kick off the percy jackson and the olympians series is come back down to my knees be like them lean back and breathe by Soundbender. <laughs> I'm sorry. I now after reading it and the title. Oh my god! And it doesn't fit. But no. <laughs> I don't know. It fits a little bit. It sounds like a translation from like another language. Like I don't know. I think this mean? person's first language was English. Yeah. But anyway, this story is rated teen, um, and it was published in February of 2021. So very recently. The word count is a little over 17,000 K in his five chapters. And the summary is, when Percy took Grover's place in the Legion, he thought that convincing everyone that he was a dominant would be the biggest challenge. Little did he realize that it would actually come in the form of his cohort's no-nonsense centurion, Jason Grace, or the Milan AU literally no one asked for. <laughs> so um so this story is a uh jason grace i have no idea who he is but he's apparently a dude in the percy verse and <laughs> that's the lowest <laughs> lowest bar to clear <laughs> he is indeed he, a god of the canon i will say and uh him it's it's like a not quite romance between him and percy jackson and the notes for this story are Towers of Nero plus Percy Jackson and the Olympians show on the horizon plus more time on my hands due to the pandemic equals my middle school obsession with Percy Jackson and the Olympians rising from the dead like Mushu. Sub outfits were inspired by so-and-so on DeviantArt. Also, I use the terms Dom and Sub, but it's basically Alpha Omega Dynamics Title is from Life Itself by Glass Animals. Oh, I know Glass Animals. They're a band. Um, so this story, and the reason that I pick this story is because the author wrote a Mulan AU with two male lead characters, but the interesting dynamic is that they're not necessarily homosexual characters because this story brings into... Um, light the idea of a secondary gender um, which is called abo dynamics but it's yeah. just the idea that there's like 
that people on top of just being male or female, they have like an alpha type gender, a beta type gender or an omega type gender. A lot of that is usually like very adult rated content, but it's become very popular in the fan fiction scene. I think like every fandom I've read has had some sort of uh, at the at the higher rated level. There are a lot of these types of stories where they bring in that idea of a secondary gender. Um, and this story I found had the secondary secondary gender detail, but they did it in a rated teen way, which I have not seen in the history of fan fiction. And I don't know, what's your guys' level of understanding of AVO dynamics? I mean, I've seen things similar to this, but it wasn't like explicitly called AVO. God, I don't... Uh, um. <laughs> Um, so specifically in Harry Potter, there uh, it is. <laughs> in uh, the uh, Marauders era, there is a character Remus Lupin who's a werewolf, and so he kind of like a lot of fix like kind of like write him as more of like a dominant, like his like wolf side kind of takes over and like that, but it's not like a sexual thing. It's just like a like he's the like unsuspecting leader of the pack type thing Alpha. you know uh -huh. so it's like that type of thing but i've never read like a explicitly like avo like fan fiction <laughs> you know you've successfully avoided that world i guess so i didn't <laughs> lucky you i've never like gone searching for it so you don't have to search for it poppy it'll it it'll find you, you. <laughs> <laughs> I've discovered that. <laughs> I only have exposure to it because I do read manga and that's like a really big thing in the mm. manga world is having this alpha, beta, omega. Uh -huh. um, I've actually never read any fan fiction with it, but really, definitely, yeah, definitely in the manga, it's a big thing and I try to avoid it because it's very it's it can be very unhealthy rating. it's very mature yeah. rated and it kind of promotes very unhealthy stereotypes and relationships i would say for sure huh. <laughs> <laughs> well let me preface the sentence by saying when i read the summary of this fic i started crying inside <laughs> <laughs> i I have been exposed to ABO of my own volition, <laughs> far too young, and far too much. I have never, this, this, small exception for this, SG is right, it's teen, it's done, okay. I, there's very rarely an instance where any of that is healthy at all. No. It's always, like... Losing control, buried under like, oh, I, I, you know, I couldn't control myself, and it's, it's, it's a lot of, what I would call excuses, or a way to write, um, those kind of stories, with like, oh, it's not actually toxic because they can't control it. Yeah, because so, it's just their their chemical makeup. Yeah, and I so was, oh yeah. No, I just want to say, if anyone decides to look this up or try and find something, 
be very cautious of the tags. Yeah. Watch what you're looking for. And back off if you don't if if you're not vibing with it, it's okay to just leave. <laughs> yeah. Like it's you okay. can, you don't don't have to look into this further if you don't want to. This is and I'm assuming there might be others. This is a story that is on the very light side of that tag, but I know it is it is such a big thing. Even a fandom like Criminal Minds where I wouldn't even think that people who are into ABO would like cross over has crossed over there. Like, where not, do you think yeah, it like, started? I don't know where EBO started. I am so no, curious. Genuinely, like 90% of fandom was created by the housewives who would watch Star Trek. And would you like to guess when EBO started? The 60s? Yep. What? <laughs> it, it came from a Star Trek episode. What? Oh, of course it did. Oh, EBO's from a Star Trek episode? Yes. Oh, snap. Wow. Yes. Wow, so and then the it, it got, Housewives started it all. It was reinvigorated in the 2010, so early 2010. That makes sense. But yes, it started in the 60s. Wow. And yes, you were right, Kirk and Spock. <laughs> oh, man. There was so much sexual tension between those two. Like, and... Oh, that is in my make out on the bridge. <laughs> but anyway, I guess we can get into the story. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess. Okay. So, if you all forgot, this is Come Back Down to My Knees, Be Like Them, Lean Back and Breathe by Soundbender. The story starts out uh, in chapter one. And um, this is pretty much so, this fic like really follows the plot of Mulan. And they don't really deviate from it. <laughs> so um, the story starts out with there's like a night watchman on whatever the Rome equivalent of the Wall of China is. <laughs> and um, they see there's like an eagle whipping around. They're like, oh my goodness, this is the sign of Kronos. And then everyone's like, oh no, Kronos is back. Um and Kronos is a titan. I think he's just like a thug in this. Um, yeah. And he has barbarians with him. And then um, the the Kronos and his crew take out these people on the Rome equivalent of the Wall of China. And uh, <laughs> and then Kronos is like, I now I'm going to take over Rome. And then um, it cuts from that scene, which is like the opening scene of Mulan, the Disney film, to... Um, a scene where you have Percy Jackson and he is getting ready for a like matchmaker counseling session like Mulan was in the beginning of Mulan. (laughs) And so um, where this differed, well, it's not really different because Mulan for a woman had very dominant traits that made her to two certain individuals not very attractive she was very sure of herself she had things she wanted to do and she was very independent and tomboyish and um percy is not a woman in this but he is an omega and an omega kind of is expected to have those same traditional female roles like taking care of the kids 
and the family and just staying home, cooking and cleaning, not really going out in the world, just like maintaining a home. In this story, they don't call, (laughs) they don't call Omegas Omegas. They call them subs. And which is insane (laughs) because... There's nothing sexual, well, there's slightly at the end, but there's nothing really sexual about this story. They're just saying sub is in short for a submissive personality. And then, of course, if there's subs, there's doms, and they have a dominant personality. And I am not sure why the author chose these two words to illustrate that, because Alpha and Omega kind of feel softer. Like, they don't yeah, feel definitely- as demeaning. <laughs> It's definitely one of those things where if you don't know about the uh, ABO culture, yeah, it doesn't make you immediately think of sex. Well, dominant and submissive immediately. Immediately. Yeah, like it's those, like, those uh... words specifically make you think of it sexually, but mm-hmm. but this isn't sexual. So Percy, <laughs> so Percy is, I'm just going to say like Omega and Alpha because I can't deal with the Dom sub thing. Even though this is what the author says, it's just weird. Too much. It's a little too sexual. So, um, so he is an Omega in this, but he's not a good Omega because he is also like Mulan, very independent, knows what he wants. He's a little awkward. He's tomboyish. He's not a dainty little thing and he doesn't necessarily want to be married off. Um, and so he's kind of like getting ready for this, uh, for this matchmaker testing. And then Grover is his good friend and he's trying to give Percy like a pep talk, like, you're going to be fine. Just like go to this lady. Uh, she'll match you with some people. And he's like, fine. Okay. And then, um, Percy goes to this matchmaker lady totally bombs his consultation, just like Mulan did. Like, I think literally when I was reading it, word for word, they wrote everything that happened in that scene in Mulan. Yeah. They did not stray at <laughs> They all. did not stray at all. Yep. <laughs> He's leaving the consultation, and then there is a proclamation, um, someone from the kingdom, or someone from the empire, comes and says... Everyone, Kronos and his barbarians are terrorizing Rome. All the dominants in every town, um, all of the alphas in every town are going to be drafted to fight this evil invasion. And so um, Percy's friend Grover is an alpha type person. And so he is drafted, but Grover has a bad leg. He had an old injury. And Percy, being really good friends with Grover, is really scared of what would happen to him. So um, that night, since we all know the plot of Mulan, he takes uh, the, the proclamation that was given to Grover and he takes his sword and he takes his horse and he rides off to Camp Jupiter in the place of his friend and he, um, and he impersonates Grover. And along the way, he meets this character, Will, which is apparently another very popular per- Percyverse character that I also know nothing about, so I can't give you any info on him, who is um, also an alpha, and he's also a medic. And being a medic, he conveniently carries on him scent blockers and suppressants, and those are supposed to be uh, drugs that mask the fact that he is an omega, 
and make his scent appear to be that of an alpha, his scent and his pheromones. And so um, they get to the camp, just like Mulan did. Percy starts a fight trying to act all alpha-ish. It doesn't work out in his favor. Um, and he gets reprimanded by the head of the camp, um, who is Centurion Jason Grace. Uh, Jason Grace is another popular character I know nothing about. But Jason Grace is like the... What's that guy's name? Shane? Um, what, oh. was the, what was the guy's Sh- name in Mulan? Shane. Shane. Shang. 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 Yeah. His name was Shang. Shane. Yes. Shane. The ancient Chinese name. <laughs> I, like, I know. Yeah, I was like, I know it was something, but I knew it wasn't Shane. But I knew it was something <laughs> along those lines. I haven't Wait. seen this movie for like probably eight years at least. <laughs> but um, this uh, Centurion Jason Grace is like the Shang character in the story. And um, so Centurion Grace and Percy kind of get off on the wrong foot because of this instance. And then um, the whole We Are Men interlude occurs where, you know, like that song in Mulan where they're like doing all the fighting and stuff and practicing. Oh my gosh. And then somehow they magically get better by the end. And uh, this Centurion Jason Grace character is impressed by his drive and willpower and one day percy is sneaking out of will's tent getting suppressants will's the character that is a medic that helps him and he runs into centurion grace and um he alludes to the idea that um percy and will are a thing and that he shouldn't let relationships distract him Percy gets really mad at him for that. And he's like, I'm going to show him. So he does the thing where they have the two, the two weights on the ropes and you've got to like climb the pole and get the arrow. So he spends all night doing that and he eventually gets it like in Mulan. (laughs) He wakes up in the morning and then the whole, everybody wakes up in the morning and they're like, oh my gosh, he did it. He's actually good. And then um, that Centurion Jason Grace guy apologizes And while he's apologizing to him, he slightly scents, or he slightly smells, he doesn't scent him, he slightly smells that um, Percy has, like, a weird thing going on with his scent, and... um, So creepy. Which is so creepy, which is so weird that in this story, there's no, like, wolf or creature association, yet they have these amazing senses of smell, for whatever reason. But they only use them in relation to pheromones. They don't use that sense of smell for any other purpose, it seems like. Yeah. Like, you think you'd smell your enemies and stuff, you know? (laughs) That's what happens. (laughs) That's what happens when you have a trope created solely for explicit fiction. I know. It only has one purpose. It only has one purpose. I think it could be so much cooler than that, but unfortunately people have like limited it down to one purpose. But, um, so then we move on to chapter three and in chapter three, they finish their training and they're venturing towards, uh, the capital empire, whatever Kronos and his barbarian guys apparently came through and killed everybody. And, um, Percy and everybody are like looking for survivors and they don't find any. And so they keep going on 
as they're going along, like arrows and stuff are being uh, aimed at them. At one point they get ambushed and it is Kronos was still in the area. So then like a battle goes on and Percy does the thing that Mulan does where I think in Mulan's case, she saw an avalanche in Percy's case. He saw a dam and he aimed a cannon at the dam and then it started a flood and it washed all of Kronos's guys away. But in the process, um, the Kronos leader like swiped Percy in the side and then Percy fell into the water and Jason went after him. Percy, because he got cut in his side, had to go to um, the medical tent and he was like in and out of consciousness for a couple days. And because of the pain, um, if he wanted to take painkillers, he had to go off of his scent blockers. And then so everyone in the camp knew that he was an Omega, which blew uh, Jason's mind. Jason comes into the tent and he tells him, you did all of this stuff wrong, but we're going to dismiss these charges against you for impersonating um, an Alpha and you're just going to be dismissed from uh, service and you need to go back home. And then um, as Percy's heading back, Kronos, he apparently sees Kronos up on a hillside with some barbarians while he's on his horse. And then Percy's like, oh, snap, they're not actually dead. So he takes his horse back to the Empire. Um, He tries to talk to somebody in power to warn them and no one's listening to him. And then he eventually finds Jason um, at like a parade celebration that they're having. Jason wants nothing to do with him. So then he goes to the other members of his troop and they help him. And then like the cliche uh, (laughs) Mulan story, they're trying to figure out how to get into the palace to save the um, emperor. And um, they dress up like Omegas and they like try to get in as like party escorts and it works. And then they get to, uh, and then they run into Kronos. They fight him. Uh, Percy has like a final showdown with Kronos and pushes him off of a roof. (laughs) And then uh, everything's fine. And so Percy goes home and uh, he doesn't talk to Jason ever again. And uh, no, that's a lie. He talks to Jason again. He goes home. And uh, a couple, like, is it weeks or months later? I don't remember. Weeks, I think. It's weeks. Okay. So then a couple weeks later, um, Jason goes back to, well, he doesn't go back. Jason travels to Percy's town and um, he presents him with these gifts from the emperor and, uh, he tells him that he really likes him. And then Percy's like, you don't have to like me just because I'm an Omega. And he's like, well, I don't like you just because you're an Omega. I like you because of, because you're, you're you. And oh. then, um, <laughs> and then uh, Percy's like, well, I like you because you're you. Because Jason was thinking he might not like him because he wasn't like a traditional alpha that wanted someone submissive and wanted to protect somebody. He wanted someone who was an equal. So um, they confess their feelings for each other. And then the story just kind of ends there. And I'm assuming they live happily ever after, but they're at least both on the same page. 
And that is the, that's the story. There's other things that happen, but that's pretty much the story. That is Come Back Down to My Knees, Be Like Them, Lean Back and Breathe by Soundbender. Just the retelling of Mulan. Just pretty much. The, I just literally retold the plot of you, Mulan. You did. So, you know, it's, this is going to sound mean. It's really easy to write fake if you're just stealing somebody else's. I know, right? It's, it's really a Disney easy movie. to write fake if you literally steal everything from a Disney movie. The only thing that's different about this is the characters. And, and even just, that is still someone else's. Yeah, and yeah. even that's someone else's. It's interesting because I, I see this in fanfic where an author will, like, I, I'll see, you know, Pride and Prejudice, the plot of the literal plot of Pride and Prejudice is just like slapped on with some characters' names from another fandom. Like, there's been Naruto Pride and Prejudice. There's, I'm sure there's Star Wars Pride and Prejudice somewhere out there. Like oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's a really popular one that I see copied is Pride and Prejudice. I don't see Mulan as much. And the Cinderella thing is copied a lot in mm -hmm. fanfics. I'm like 90% certain there's a published Star Wars Pride and Prejudice fic. It's almost like, because um, Poppy had her... Uh, Hunger Games fic, but I think in hers at least, they did a good job building up their backstories independently so you didn't feel as much like it was a copy-paste. There, yeah. there was like some elements to it that were different and like encompassed the fandom. Like in this, they weren't even uh, demigods. Yeah. yeah. It was literally just Mulan, but with doms and subs and um <laughs> and everyone's gay this is another fan everyone's gay gay which is great like we but like we keep like picking all these fan pictures like it happened with cinderella uh-huh um, it happened with twilight mm -hmm. uh did it happen with star wars i don't think it did but I, yeah i don't think we did with star wars yeah but and it didn't happen with super mario i don't think either but like most like more than half of our our picks that we've chosen like one of one of the fan fictions everyone's gay everyone's gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's interesting because they're gay in like different ways because it's a secondary gender thing but yeah. i don't think in the story they had any like aa or oo romances do you do you think the author should have gone over like the omega alpha universe at all no. or do they do you think they just like people already mostly know about this world so they didn't need to explain yeah i th i think i think it would have been a good service for the author to explain what their version of abo mm -hmm. is because it seems like i don't know everyone could be a little bit different in how they interpret it uh, it would have it would have nice been nice to see a little bit more world building rather yeah. than yeah yeah, because it because they like, just make you accept that rule and assume that you should know it. But I mean, fan fiction makes a lot of assumptions about its readers. A lot of them think if you're going to a certain story, you're going for maybe that specific criteria. I don't know. Did they? I don't think they introduced like betas betas at all in this story. No, no they did not. Just sub and dom, and there was nothing in between. Apparently, there was nothing in between. 
which is weird. Switch, switches deserve rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I thought that was interesting that there there was no in between, or at least yeah. that alphas and omegas had more of a spectrum to their behavior if there wasn't yeah. like a beta character. And everyone I've read of, like, the Alpha Omega world, like, Omegas are very rare, and Alphas are also kind of rare, and there's just more Betas in the world. Yeah. Yeah, It may seem like there's majority of Alpha or Omegas. Well, it sounded like there were a bunch of Alphas and some Omegas, because they said, like, their reasoning for keeping them at home was because they weren't as common. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so is it oh like stormtroopers versus real characters in Star Wars? There's just like yeah, the one whole, is infinite. <laughs> the whole oh no, this this one sex is very rare, so we cannot have them be injured or whatever. Yeah, that's so prevalent, and it's just mm. yeah. Hey, I <laughs> I so I was really confused. I sent a message in the Discord earlier that was yeah. like. Hi, I need someone to explain what this whole subdom thing is happening. Because I thought that it was a thing in Percy Jackson. I just thought <laughs> like yeah. I just thought that it was just like this weird thing that I just didn't it wasn't in the movie, so I was like, I don't know. And like, <laughs> nope, it's just it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's the yep. subdom thing. And I'm like, oh my god, I now I have more questions. <laughs> I'm like, why did that? Okay. I mean, it's just it's just it's a thing. It's a thing that people are into and it's just like gained a lot of popularity. Yeah, it's just like the fact that like you're just thrown into it and it's like, yep, these people are subs and these people are doms and it's like there's like no explanation and that's why yeah. it made me think that it was a thing in Percy Jackson because it's like people reading this know what this is. Like, come here you go. It's like Oh, <laughs> so what did you think reading it then before you realized that? Like, did you I think was, it was a sexual thing or? Well, I was like, I was like, it can't be a sexual thing if it was in Percy Jackson. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, it must, I don't know what it, I didn't know what it was. I, that's why I was like, someone please help. And <laughs> Ollie was like, nope, it's a sexual thing. It's not not in Percy Jackson. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, and after that, I, I got it. Um, but yeah, I'm very confused. And to be fair, like I've read a few of like these Alpha, Beta, Omega stories and they always seem to like preface in the very beginning what it all means. Usually. And, yeah, just like a brief synopsis of like, this is just establishing how this world is. And they didn't, they kind of just threw you in, like, you know, Mulan, no explanation needed there. But with these different genders, I guess, um, yeah, there was nothing leading up to it. Just, But the, the just interesting was. thing is, is because I haven't read any of this recently, so I don't know if it's gotten crazier. And mm. I'm wondering if that resurgence after when I was reading, and I don't know how recently you've been reading it, Ollie people just started assuming that everyone knew the ins and outs mm -hmm. of that system. So that's why this person just has a note 
it's alpha omega dynamics, but I'm just saying dom and sub. Like they're assuming that everyone knows what ABO is. So it might be that where it's just like gotten so popular, people just assume. And it's a little bit of lazy writing to even if you are talking about something that's quote unquote common in the fan fiction sphere, you should really do your due diligence of explaining what your version of that is. Because there are like Mm -hmm. small differences that any writer can bring into any trope. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't want to like bash the author or anything because it it was well-written, but lazy writing, like one, they followed the entire Mulan story line. They didn't really establish these genders. And um, I I feel like it was a little bit of a a lazy writing. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. And it's, it's sad because like, I, I really wanted to find a story that I'd like, but instead I had to settle for a story where I just felt like we could have a conversation. Yeah, I felt like <laughs> I, I had to settle for I my story I wasn't very <laughs> interested in any of the stories that were like coming up in this fandom. And I've never had such a hard time finding something. You know what? I, I also agree. And I found most of the stories were all AUs and nothing... I mean, there's a few that, you know, was like in the book with the, the Greek uh-huh. gods and they're all like demigods, but most of them were all AUs. Yeah. Yeah, they were AUs. Oh my gosh, just was very. Like... What? I, I was agreeing, yeah. They were very like, like 90% of what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And what does that say about the Percy Jackson of the Olympian series? Like, I think we don't like these it's... characters in this setting. We want to <laughs> see them somewhere else. I think it's because it's too world building. There's so much like story and like so many characters and Do you think it's just like I intimidating for them? I I think so. I mean, I've heard great things about the series, like the book series. I yeah. so... I think the book series is very fun for young readers. I think there's a lot of adventure and uh things that happen yeah. and character development too. Uh, oh, yeah. that happens. Like I think it's good for the age group that it's written for and like dipping your toe in mythology and yeah that's what i liked the greek gods when i when i was reading the stories Uh um yeah but apparently i never finished the series i thought i did but i I think we finished what was out there ollie when we yeah and they were still making books (laughs) yeah i think that's the thing it's like the harry potter syndrome but we didn't stay young enough to stick with it yeah Were there any other uh, just like general thoughts? I was just, I feel like this could have been so good. I feel like this author could have made, if with a little bit of world building, could have made ABO their own. Not so much like without any of the connotations, Mm -hmm. but they could have put it into their own world without just saying, this is ABO, but I'm calling it something different. And immediately having people who know what that is Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a lot of assumptions as soon as I read that in the summary. I was like, oh, no. And the thing oh, is, no. is if you have been exposed to that very toxic version of ABO, exactly. your mind immediately goes to the worst case scenario. Like, I try to approach every story neutrally until the author explains to me something in a way that I think, ooh, I'm not okay with this. I'm out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I give them a chance to explain things to me unless their writing's horrible then I'm just out initially 
but this I I wanted this story to be like you know how there's story about women who are oppressed and put into this position that they have to overcome. I think it'd be very interesting seeing this gender bent version where Percy is a male, but because of his secondary gender is perceived as that, um, that trope of a woman who should be this one thing, an individual who should be this one thing overcoming that. Mm -hmm. And I was really hoping that that would have been like a bigger part of the story and how a man who identifies with a more feminine or supposedly traditional feminine role because of a secondary gender deals with that. I think that would have mm -hmm. been a very interesting and empowering character study. But the fact that they literally just followed the plot of Mulan didn't, didn't allow me to see how a man going through the same situation, because he's still a man. Mm -hmm. He's just a man who happens to be able to have kids. I don't know how all that works, but apparently yeah, would, he's I, able okay. to have we're kids. Okay, really, we're not touching that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not like, touching I that. In the 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 dating like area, I guess the the matchmaker. Yeah. Um, she goes improper use of a toga as always, and too tall and lanky, not good for bearing children. And I was like, he's a <laughs> he's a man, like he's a, a like as far I'll as I've question, a male uterus, <laughs> assigned male at birth, and uh, he's cisgendered man. How is this happening? Like, what are you talking about? And they didn't explain that any further. I'm like, of course he's not good for bearing children. He's a he's a boy. Whatever, whatever the simplest explanation that your mind can give you, if you think about it, that is the answer. The thing is, is I just don't think about it. It's you're gonna hurt yourself thinking it's about it, bad. Poppy. Yeah, yeah, just just it, it, don't. Is that our general thoughts, guys? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So let's move on to characters. Um, it was Mulan. It was Mulan, it was Mulan but with Mulan. dudes. Yeah. Gay Mulan. Yeah. There you go. Was Will actually supposed to be like the Moosh, uh, not Moosh, the Cricket or whatever that? No. Oh, no. Will, I don't Will even know who just... Will is. <laughs> Will was the guy that was an alpha that was also a medic. And magically yeah, but was just his, carried like, around some blockers. Like in in comparison to Milan, was he supposed to be? No, like, I I think he was just no. the supportive friend. Okay. Well, because in Mulan, Mushu is the one that's like trying to help Mulan and keep her yeah. secret. So Will was Mushu in that sense, yes. Yeah, okay, but he, yeah. he wasn't supposed to like fill in that personality. Okay, yeah. 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 Right. Will had like no I mean he was nice. He was a nice guy. Yeah. Here's here's a plot hole. <laughs> so why me. does the why does the all alpha army need scent blockers? That's what I'm saying. Why does Will carry around suppressants and scent blockers everywhere he go? Is he trying to pretend to be an Omega? Well, uh, no, it's, 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 it's just another ABO trope. I know, but it was still like, why? Why is it in this story? Maybe that's how they keep themselves from getting smelled by the other army. <laughs> But then I need because I mean suppressants are usually an omega thing, uh -oh. if I remember. I didn't even realize that was an actual like thing. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's, a, it's a part of it's a part of it. It's it's not it's not like like again we were talking about scenting being useless for anything but 
Yeah, but smelling other like, people's pheromones, yeah. which is insane it's, to me. Remember anime conventions, you guys? Do you remember? Do you remember going outside? I, and... I, I went to SakuraCon once. I never went to an anime. Once. Con. I miss going outside. <laughs> Even if that means like me? neck beards. <laughs> neck beards? <laughs> you don't like neck beards? No, no. I think they're cute. They're like they're like little puppy scruff. Like no, dog. no, no, dear. Neckbeard's the person. <laughs> Who's neckbeard? Not beard? the facial hair. Wait, Who's neckbeards? <laughs> is it is it a fedora milady? Yep, the the oh. anime man who doesn't shower. Yeah, that one. <laughs> they call those guys neckbeards. Yes. I did not. Get I was that. thinking about a hipster because hipsters have neckbeards. No, no. I was thinking not. about like a, a scruffy little hipster. Not my intention. <laughs> but yes, See, Ollie, it's amazing what a different world we live in. Yes. <laughs> Do you stand? I always feel so enlightened when I talk to you guys. I always learn something new. It's like this, just the, the clash of cultures. <laughs> and on the other hand, I like go and hang out or talk to my work friends and I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> totally different world. So many different worlds. It's it's amazing how different everyone's experiences. Like even just within the fanfic realm, I feel like Tsan. Oh I have a much more optimistic sense of you fanfic do. than you do. You do, and it's adorable. <laughs> I love it. It's, I just it's try actually to see the great... best in it. It's a really to. good part of your personality. It's it's but, but really it's... naive, but it's cute. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I know what's out there. I just hope that somebody has something better. So somebody, if there is a Mulan ABO Percyverse oh thing that is, that is much better than this, let me know. Because I think it's an interesting concept. And I it's wish that someone, niche. I wish someone from like a scientific perspective would like analyze and write a story that's a little more, um, that makes a little more sense. That's such a niche, like, request. I know it is. I have very niche fanfic requests. Occasionally, I've found stories that meet them, but it's not very often. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, like health insurance. <laughs> and the Empire. <laughs> but, yes. um, so that's characters. Not much going on there. And then we'll move on to writing. It was Mulan. I can answer that. It's it's the story of Mulan. They watched the Disney movie and just copied it down. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think they watched the Disney movie, or do you think they were just such big Mulan fans that they just knew all of it? Uh, I mean, like they were a fan. Yeah, but they might have had like maybe some clips on YouTube or something. Maybe. I'm just imagining this author like doing her research and like having all these tabs open of. Percy Jackson characters and YouTube videos of Mulan <laughs> just typing away. <laughs> oh my god, I always feel so mean, but like <laughs> No, don't feel mean. I mean we're we're giving our honest reviews of this stuff. Like th- this is a story that I, I brought to the group knowing it would not it's not a great pick. But I think it's interesting. But it wasn't a bad pick. It wasn't yeah. bad. No. Like in terms of the writing, it definitely wasn't bad. There were a, like two misspelled words that I could count. It wasn't enough for a whole hand. So yeah, I, I finished it. But I think there were just like a couple spelling mistakes. But for the most part, like I could follow it 
I my I wasn't like my head wasn't spinning trying to understand what was going on. Like it was very it was a very <laughs> linear story. Yeah. We have seen worse. We have seen much worse. Yes. It follows the plot of Mulan. I mean I mean an author even just being able to successfully follow the plot of a movie is is almost like a skill when you read fanfic. Because there are how many that are out there that just like seem like I don't even know what's going on. Is this is this English? Am I reading English right now? That's fair. So it was it was legible. It was legible, and I could follow it. So, how well did they stick to the fandom, guys? Ah, uh, I mean, they had they their names. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been really. I I I was really wanting. I wanted the emperor to be Zeus, and like I was just really wanting the them all to still be demigods in i think that would have been much cooler to have them be demigods in the mulan universe that would have been kind of cool. i think so yeah. too i think that would I have mean, been a lot cooler it oh. would have been super easy to shift with the whole damn situation yeah First you already got it in there water. yeah but yeah why did they change the it and if like why did they change it to a dam and a waterfall instead of snow if Percy doesn't have control of water? Well, because they're they're in ancient Rome, and I don't oh. know that they get very much snow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they were in Rome. Yeah, like, genuinely was, did too. It was kind of sad because that's why I said the equivalent of the Great Wall of China in Rome, because yeah. they yeah. didn't use any real setting indicators no. that made you really feel. Like they were, in, were they? They weren't in ancient Greece. They were in Rome, right? They, yeah. they said yeah. Rome, yeah. And yeah, I was when you said that. Um, I was like, I don't know the Colosseum. They're like on top of the Colosseum. That's the only thing I could think. But you think that they, they would get there? Give a nod to that, yeah, or in the plot to like really because there were points where I was reading the story. I'm like, oh, this is literally Mulan. I'm like, oh wait, it's in Rome, but why aren't they? Why is nothing in terms of the geography or anything other than a dam, like things that they mention? Like even the empire, you'd think they'd describe what that looks like. Because that entire fight scene, I just kept imagining the Mulan plot. Yeah. Like all all of that architecture, all of that um, Chinese architecture and everything. And um, I'm like, I mean, I know it's in Rome, but... I don't I don't know what this is supposed to look like in this author's head. Um I I think I know we're not talking about writing anymore, but I think they could have made more of an effort with descriptions of things. Yeah. Because yes, I was also always thinking Mulan. Like honestly, <laughs> the Percy Jackson wasn't even a, I was like this is just This is Mulan. Mulan. This yeah, is I'm literally like literally Mulan. You can't just say you're in Rome and then not Describe, describe it. Rome. Describe, yeah. Like, it's just like, we're on this wall in Rome, <laughs> and they uh, they co- they climb on top of the Great Wall of China, Rome. I know. Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Great Wall of Rome. <laughs> okay, well, let's read some comments, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of caps lock. Ugh. Softest sugar. Okay, so, wow. First and foremost, I am definitely not a Jersey shipper. 
It is cute, but it's not my thing. However, this fic had me hooked from the get-go, and I absolutely adore the way you wrote this world, characterized each individual, and had the story progress, so massive kudos to you. This really is great, and although I came for the Solangelo side tag, I stayed for the beautiful Jersey French relationship. What's Solangelo? Is that Angelo and Solano? Yeah. Um, I don't know I don't who know. people are. I don't know. I think uh, those are characters in this. And then the author wrote back, oh, thank you so much for the wonderful comment and for giving it a chance, even though JRC isn't your thing. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Colon, close parentheses. Did did they read the same fic we did? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it wrote this world. It's Mulan. It's Mulan. I know. It's literally, maybe maybe this person doesn't know what Mulan is. <laughs> Maybe somehow it's... the Mulan has escaped their development. Potentially. Oh. That's interesting. And then Derpy underscore Graxon said, <laughs> I would be lying if I said I don't want more. I actually need more. This was a maze hang. And then Soundbender responded, nice pun. <laughs> I don't get it. A maze hang. Shang. Shang. That's not, that doesn't work. His name was spelled with an S. <laughs> Is that what they were going for? I don't know. Shang? Yeah, I guess so. Nice pun. No more for this one, unfortunately, but I've been putting in a big PJOAU kick recently, so there will hopefully be other similarish stories in the future. And they said, well, I'm writing to read, I'm willing to read more, but still sad. Colon apostrophe close parentheses it's a sad smile sad <laughs> smile um can, okay i'm just gonna read this last comment because i feel like it's a lot um bookwormish 52 said oh boy <laughs> i loved the way percy rejected the stereotypes and expectations of subs even though percy is a guy this fic felt almost feminist i guess because mulan is too percy was great in this and, and if this was a better written story, that would be like that's what I wanted to get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one in all caps locks from chapter one that I'm not reading. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Where's that one? Yeah, hold on. I'm here I come. Right, Poppy, go for it. I what? I clicked on I clicked on someone else's profile. Hold on. Whoops. <laughs> I accidentally Technical clicked difficulties. On, oh, no. I accidentally clicked on one of the kudos. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, is, are you ta- talking about Shu? Yeah. Yes, I am talking okay. about Shu. This was amazing. I love it so much. Oh my god, this fic filled my whole heart. I never knew I had. Thank you so much for writing this. I'm yearning for more. <laughs> yearning so for more. So the crazy thing for me is that this fic filled a hole in my heart, but they spelled hole W-H-O-L-E. <laughs> I thought they meant like thick filled my whole heart that I never knew I had. <laughs> like they didn't know they had a heart so what would you guys give this story in terms of a rating how many lightning bolts Ooh, or how, how many tridents tridents is good oh yeah. yeah do you want me to start Sure. Yes. Yeah. I will give it a 1.5. Oof. Yeah. For the, um, I give it one point because I 
think the plot could be interesting in the 0.5 because the writing didn't offend me, but there was no <laughs> real originality to this story. And um, I think the characters were very bland. And um, I wish that for a Mulan story with a male Omega, there was more empowerment than just following the plot of Mulan. Yeah. So one trident and a little handle. (laughs) (laughs) A little half handle. Um, I give this a two tridents because, uh, like I thought it was cute at points, but it was also kind of cringy and yeah, it just, it was a copy paste of Mulan and then like control F Mulan's name and (laughs) control R Percy, you know, like, and like, I was confused by the Dom sub thing for a minute there and Yeah. Like, I think it was it was fine, but it just needed a little sprucing up, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, I would agree. <laughs> um. I would give this also a two two tridents. Um. I thought they retold the Mulan story very well, <laughs> and um, I can appreciate what they were trying to do with putting Percy as a sub and him like define the stereotype of what a sub should be um so i appreciate that and i thought yes it could use you know some originality but um i think it was told pretty seamlessly and i for the most part enjoyed reading it though it was just a little it could use more world building i'm gonna have to give this a one oof and it's a it's a difficult one to give. <laughs> Did you want to give it a zero? No tridents? Uh, well... <laughs> That's an option. Look, this this was hard for me to read. This was just very difficult. I was kept expecting it to be like, okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. They yeah. haven't done any weird stuff that I was expecting from ABO, so it's going to get better. And then it just petered out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do feel bad because I'm sure they worked really hard on it and I don't like to upset people, but yeah, no. It's a one. There's just there could have been so much more done to it uh-huh. that it, it feels disappointing where they left it. Thank you for listening to the Fan Fiction Book Club. Our pick this week was Come Back Down to My Knees, Be Like Them, Lean Back and Breathe by Soundbender. You can find this story and more of the author's works on archiveofourown.org. Theme song is Funkorama by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin's music on incompetech.filmmusic.io slash artist slash Kevin dash McLeod. The works discussed on the fanfiction book club are not our own. All characters mentioned belong to their original authors. Until next week, bye!